hi everybody welcome back to audacity um today i'm just gonna be talking i'm gonna be getting a little personal because i haven't really gotten personal in my last couple episodes i've been kind of like not wanting to go there um so i haven't done like a level set episode in a while and also i'm gonna have my friend dylan come on later in the episode and we're going to discuss um black cinematic universes uh those including 50 cents power world and then the medina universe especially because i just watched homecoming i'm gonna talk about this because we recorded the other one like like a couple weeks ago so it's like we didn't talk about medea's homecoming but i watched medea's homecoming and i'm like god please stop so um yeah let's hop into my check-in i have been so fucking lost i I honestly feel like I've lost my voice like I've just been quivering a little and I think a lot of it I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about a few things but it all is centered on this one theme and it's just like I am not that I'm having trouble showing up in the world as a black woman I feel like everybody else is having a problem the way that I show up in the world as a black woman and I'm like tired like I'm tired of having to edit myself. I like even feel like I have to do it on do that on this podcast. And I made this whole space so I didn't really have to feel edited because I feel edited in my everyday life. How I show up to work, how I say things. I have not only do I have to be mindful of my tone, but I have to be mindful of my facial expression. Like I have to be mindful of my body language. What I like, I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted. And I think that's why I've just been tapping out. I've like I'm just tired. Like Kelly Price, tired, tired. Okay, like, listen to that song, and you can hear how fucking tired she is. Like, that's how fucking tired I am. And, yeah, like I said, I just, in all aspects of my life, in all aspects of my life, I feel as like the way that I show up, and that encompasses all my identities. Like, I, I would consider myself a nerd, like a black nerd woman, whatever, with an ethnic studies major who I think everything is about race and everything is really about race. And apparently I've become the race person, but like everything is about race. Like, I'm sorry. And if it's not about race, it's sexist. If it's not about sexist, it's homophobic, it's transphobic. Like everything is an ism. All of our interactions, we've been socialized to have an ism included. So I'm, I'm sorry if I'm being that person, but it's just factually true, whatever. All, all the ways that I show up, it's just not enough or someone has an issue with it. And I remember I was in therapy um, one time. My therapist was like, are you a people pleaser? And I considered myself to not be a people pleaser. And then when I really thought about it, I am a people pleaser because I will make myself into a chameleon to be the person that I'm with, uh, to be that person that in a, another moment with another person is palatable and okay because I don't like conflict. Like I i hate conflict i i so i'll just shut down or i'll edit myself or i'll shrink myself and i even i've done this since i was a little kid with like even my own family i've literally said i'm just not going to say anything because someone's going to have an issue with it so i would just rather not talk and that's not healthy that's not appropriate like i'm tired i just want to be able to show up in the way that i show up is enough i don't have to be respectable if i don't want to be respectable because respectable to fucking who and to what if it's this system, then I don't give a fuck. Like, I don't care about being respectful. I don't care about coming off as rude. Like, and that's the thing. Like, bitches who know me, they know I'm I'm not. I mean, I'm maybe a dick, but I'm I'm a lovable dick. Isn't everybody like? Yes, I have some dickish tendencies. I'm the first to admit. But I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm not killing babies. Like, come on, like, like, whatever. So I'm like, I'm just like tired, and it's shown up in every like. Ugh aspect of my life like 
so yeah that's just a major theme now let's get into it like sorry like i just had to i'm, I'm actually not apologizing i'm sorry if you feel some type of way but i don't really give a fuck like i just had to get that off my chest because i just i was on t- i was on tiktok today and someone this random guy walks up to someone tells me to tell a story and this guy was like my biggest fear is that i'll be unlovable and my biggest fear i guess is that the person who i truly am i'll reject people from wanting to be around me and and maybe that's a little bit of projection as well like maybe i'm projecting i actually i'm not i'm not projecting how i out how other people view my body i'm gaslighting myself i'm not i mean that's my biggest fear so i think that that's why i kind of like come a come a come a come a chameleon like that's kind of <laughs> That's the best I can describe it. Like, that's why I kind of do that shit around other people. But who I am and the way that I am should just be enough. And that's not to say that I don't have areas of growth because I know that I do. And I'm fully working on them. But the way that I show up as myself, that should be enough. And, and it just feels like it's never enough for people. Like, Jesus fucking Christ. Or I have to tone police. Like, I'm the last bitch to want to check my tone. I wish I, I want a bitch to never, ever, 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 ever tell me about my tone <laughs> yeah ugh, sorry so i just had to get off my chest but and what this is just totally gonna feed into what i'm gonna talk about i've just been feeling so lost like i think this has actually been a year since i've graduated college this march and i don't know i'm like feeling just lost like i'm having an identity crisis i don't know who i am or what i want or who will i be um like I don't know like I just feel like college did not prepare you to be a a real person in a real world and I'm also like at the same time losing old friends and maybe that's a part of life but it's hard because as so I could say I'm adaptable but I hate change and things aren't the way that they used to be and that's life and so but it's just all adding on to my stress and then like Loki I went to see a psychiatrist and I was telling her I was just anxious and I think I was describing things that would really make a person fucking anxious like a bunch of things and she was like well I mean like you kind of like basically invalidating like what I'm going through and I'm like thinking to myself imagine just being a black woman in the world (laughs) bitch you will have a fucking mental health issue or fucking two like it's kind of hard to exist without like feeling like you're crazy feeling like depressed because a lot of these things are really fucking depressing like just because of the way you look like damn like so yeah I, I was like I can't do this so that fucking rocked my world you rock my world you know you did and everything yeah fuck Michael Jackson but um that song just came to mind <laughs> and I've really been feeling lost at work like I came to the conclusion that if I have to say every Friday if I have to say every Friday Oh my god thank god it's friday it's finally the weekend i'm gonna jump off a cliff like that's so boring to me like i don't want to have to say that like i i'm i'm this is not a rant about capitalism it's just expressing the violence i think capitalism lashes out and this is even the worst of it i just think that capitalism forces you to you can only be defined by success and these very strict guidelines in the way to be successful and of course people can break out of those but it's really hard it takes a lot of innovation and i would want to say i'm pretty innovative but damn like it's hard and i just don't know who will i be i think that is that um a disney song i think it's a moana song um Oh, how far I'll go. I don't know how far I'll go or, 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 or oh, the places I'll go. I don't know. 
Um, and so, yeah, I'm like just feeling very lost in the sauce. Um, sidebar, I went to see Batman today and I mean, I thought it was really good. I do. People are saying it was as good as a dark night. <laughs> I kind of think so. Cause like Loki, I'm not going to spoil anything, but I was laughing in the movie. Like I did in dark night. I'm like, this shit is kind of funny and it's kind of crazy. I, and my also a middle thought is too, there's no spoilers because I'm not a spoiling ass bitch. Why the fuck did they let Ben Affleck play? Uh, and when I think of Affleck, I think of Affleck, like the Affleck commercial. But I'm not sure why they let Ben Affleck play fucking Batman. He was awful. Like that was, a, and you know he was awful because um, they quickly made a new one with somebody else in it. So he wasn't even that fucking good. But anyways, I thought Batman was pretty darn good and it was kind of like a detective mystery thriller like I was actively sitting up like what the fuck is going on as opposed to like I guess like Ben Affleck's Batman was more like detective or not detective um his relationship with Superman and like he was trying to be like Tony Stark like that was the vibes he was trying to get and then I feel like with Christopher Nolan at least in the dark night it was just chaos as fuck like I really felt like the Joker had a lot more control over what was happening and it was just super chaotic. And, but I also think the Dark Knight is kind of spectacular because I think that Heath Ledger was like a fantastic villain. So yeah, that's kind of hard to like overcome. Anyways, and then I saw my favorite part. Can we just talk about how going to the movies is like one of the most ethereal experiences? Like from the moment you buy your ticket to the moment you fucking drive there, go get your snacks, go get sit down, get all comfy. The trailer's my best, my favorite part. Like I hate to be late for the trailers because I need to be seeing what's coming out next. But anyways, I saw, um, I don't know how to pronounce her last name, but it's Michelle and it's spelled Y-E-O-H. I can, I'm probably just going to Google it so I can get it right. But anyways, she's coming out with a movie and it seems it's like everywhere else but here or something. And it seems hella good. And I also I said I wasn't going to watch Shang-Chi, but I lied. I saw it and it was actually pretty fucking good, but super fuck Aquafina, like seriously. And she apologized and it wasn't really an apology. And I don't, I don't know if you can like even apologize. OK, for like what she did. Anyways, so, yeah. Anyways, fuck Aquafina, but I did think that um, Shang-Chi was good. Uh, Michelle Yeoh. Okay, I, I hope I'm saying that right. I just looked it up on YouTube. But anyway, she's in that, and that looks hella good. And, and, and Sandra Oh is coming out with a horror movie, and I'm actually really excited for that. And I think I'm going to do a segment where I just talk about TV shows in depth, because I have some TV shows I really want to talk about. The Boys. The Boys is on Amazon Prime, and it's coming out with a new season, and there's a Nepo baby in there. That's like a new thing on Twitter where they're calling out all the Nepo babies. There's a, there's a Nepo baby in Batman. It's Zoe Kravitz. And there's a Nepo baby in, <laughs> in The Boys, and it's Dennis Quaid's son, who's the main character. But anyways, that's hella good. Like, one of the best superhero... It's like an anti-hero story, though. One of the best... TV shows I've kind of seen in a while. Like, I just rewatched it. And I thought it was fucking amazing. And they're coming out this third season, I think, this summer. And then Killing Eve. Killing Eve is iconic. It has Sandra Owen oh in it and this uh this girl from Scouse. I don't know where the fuck Scouse is, but um, or maybe she has a Scouse accent. I don't know what the fuck. Anyway, she's from the UK and her name is Jodie Comer. She's pretty lit too. So watch Killing Eve and because it has Sandra Owen oh in it. And I mean, I don't know if I'm out of turn in saying this, but personally, I think that it's um. It's one of those roles where, and I don't know if it's because maybe like Sandra O's oversaturating the market and she's kind of the only one. I don't, 
I don't know that, but I think that's actually a really good story because it's not centered on her race. It only informs her as a character. Like I think that it's well, it's well done in making her a, a fully formed character who experienced all emotions because Eve in the story, she'd be going fucking through it. So definitely watch Killing Eve. Um, that's a super sidebar. Anyways, back to what I was saying. Um, yeah, I've been feeling really lost. And another way that I feel like I'm just too much, like, or not too much, I feel like people perceive me as... <sighs> Maybe people can't receive me as my full black womanness, whatever. It's like dating fucking sucks. Like, I encourage, <laughs> bitch, I just can't do it for myself. I encourage dating apps for the people. I think that they can work. I don't think that they work for me. I don't think I'm a dating app person. But also, like, I think everybody hates black women. Like, I was at a dinner and I was asking this girl about her dating life, and she was like, Yeah, I think everybody hates black women. And I'm like, God, like, yes. Oh my God, nobody likes black women. And then nobody likes black women. Like, and then once you start identifying as, as you start collecting other identifiers within other groups and then within being a black woman, it's just harder. And I don't know. And part of me feels like, cause then I see like other black women who fall in love and I'm like, I love this for you. Congratulations. And I think, fuck, like it has to be me. It has to be like me, my personality. And then that's when I was like, okay, maybe I should shrink myself and just show up differently. But that doesn't make any sense. I can't show up anybody. I can't show up as anybody else but myself. And that just is what it is. And I really felt like I've, I've honestly really felt invalidated my whole life as who I am. So sometimes I just lose my voice where it's like, I felt really lost these last couple weeks. I'm like, fuck, like, not what do I have to say, but like, does it even matter what I have to say? Or, like, will, am I taking it too far? People are going to think this is too much. I'm doing too much. Because I haven't told I'm doing too much. Or I've been told I'm extra. I've been told I'm aggressive. Every every dog whistle word you could throw at somebody, I've heard. And I'm trying not to internalize it. But, fuck, it's hard. And, yeah, I'm just kind of going through it. And I know I'm, I'm supposed to live my truth. I'm supposed to live my power. And I'm fucking trying. I'm trying, trying. But I'm feeling, like... I'm not doing a good job as of lately. I think being a black woman requires a lot of resilience, a lot of resilience. And sometimes my armor is just not where it's supposed to be. And lately it hasn't been, which is why I've been incognito. And I need to stop. Like, I really want to be consistent with this. I'm actually really trying to step my pussy game up. Um, But it's hard. Like, and low-key, like... I want to get unfiltered, but anyways, I need to stop smoking. Like, I think I'm going to stop smoking weed. Like, seriously, like, whatever. Let's just be, let's just be honest. Let's just be real. Like, throw all my cards on the table. I need to stop smoking. My memory has gotten awfully bad. I think it's really causing me anxiety. Um, and so I think I need to let it go. I to the O to the no, no, no. Like, I need to let it go. Um, but yeah, my love life is just struggling. And I think... I think part of it stems, I think I struggle with being vulnerable, which to me, I'm like, uh, I, I, I think I am being pretty vulnerable, but maybe I'm not being enough of vulnerable or maybe my love language, I really think is banter and roasting. And, and maybe that's not everybody's love language or that's not how everybody gets down. And sometimes I think I have a hard time. Like maybe I friend zone myself. Honestly, I don't know. Like I'm just a homie. Um, yeah, I don't know. And I, I can admit I'm not good at expressing my emotions and because I'm not good at expressing my emotions, I think, and because I've never really been good at it since I was a kid, 
I think it's hard for me because I'm like, am I doing this right? Am I expressing myself right? Or just how I overall communicate. I think it, it can come off very straightforward or very honest, and that can be very abrasive. So sometimes when I'm talking to people, I'm literally trying to find a nicer way to say what I want to say when I just want to say what the fuck I want to say and just leave it at that. But you can't do that. And I'm not saying I'm harsh because I think you can say things without being like a total bi. I'd rather be a B-I-T-C-H, not being a B-I-T-C-H. Like, you can say it without, but also, like, I, I, I like, I don't, I don't be thinking I'd be saying stuff like a B-I-T-C-H personally, but, I mean, that's my experience, and I may not be with someone else's experience, and, I, I mean, I have done some things that's, like, Leah, get a fucking grip, like, yeah, I've said some things. Like, people will say stuff that I said to them, I'm like, oh, my God, did I really say that? I'm so sorry, like, that's bad, I didn't mean to, like, I probably shouldn't have did that. Um, but yeah, like I'm struggling to be vulnerable and I don't know necessarily if you can find love without being vulnerable and vulnerable. And I wish, I just wish I had someone had patience for me. And you know, my grandma said that like kind of low here in my feelings, but whatever we move. It's almost like on Twitter. I don't know how many we moves I have left and I don't know how many we moves because one day I'm just going to fucking stop. Um, (laughs) but my grandma was like, do you think you'll ever fall in love? And I was like, girl like when you put it like that when I'm talking to you it makes it sound like so I don't even know I I, I really don't know I mean I hope so but at this rate like I be trying to be hopeful I be trying to manifest all the manifest people manifest manifest okay I be trying to manifest but what do you do when you read statistics and you hear actual science and you see actual numbers of what the fuck life is and you realize if you ever want to watch a movie that will crush your fucking hopes I mean some people do have like happy endings but one guy says you're the ex- you're the rule you're not the exception like don't think I know that that sounds kind of bad I mean in dating at least at least in dating I I can't speak for anything else because whatever but at least in my experience you're the rule not the exception like don't think that they're gonna someone's gonna do something special for you automatically like I mean but it happens it happens it happens I'm not here to be that hate and hoe to say it happens and typically I'm a hate and hoe but I personally err how I live my life is I'm the rule, not the exception. And bitch, sometimes I be thinking I'm the exception when I'm really the motherfucking rule. And I need to just flip that, you know, back and reevaluate because, yeah, like, niggas ain't shit, but maybe I ain't shit either. And that's where I find myself at. And, you know, like, I know I say this, but it's really true. The world is not built for single people. The world is not built for, in- built for individuals. So it actually is very hard. And, you know... <laughs> And it's hard to be because at a certain level and at a certain point, the only the closest intimacy you can really be have in this world. I'm not saying that it's right. I'm not saying that's right. But in this current societal setup here is with a partner like that's the deepest intimacy you can get. And I think I would like to be intimate with somebody. I really do think so. And I just really don't know what the fuck is going on. But I'm willing to say that I think that I could also be at fault. I'm not here to cast any blame because normally I'd be cast in blame because bitches need it. But I'm not here to throw any stones. I'm just here to share why, what the fuck I've been going through the last, mentally the last couple of weeks. And it's just making me sad. Like, it's making me sad. But, you know, I'm rooting for love. I love love. I'm rooting for love. I love seeing everybody who posts a relationship shit on Instagram. It does make me happy to see other people be in love. I hope one day that can't be me, but I can honestly say I really don't fucking know. And yeah, like bitches be saying, oh, if you just love yourself, you can find love. That's not true. So like broken bitches can get love too. Like let's not. So, I mean, 
I would I want to say like when I'm fully healed, but who even fucking knows? Um, yeah, like ultimately, I know that this sounds like negative self talk, but it is what it is. Like I get that, I get that. My therapist would say facts or feelings are not facts. Okay, that's fine, but feelings are something that I'm feeling right, and it's fucking hard to unfeel things, and it's just where I'm at. I know that I have to talk to myself the way I would talk to my best friend. If I were my best friend, I would say I am healthy, I am wealthy, I'm rich, I am that bitch, right? Like I would give myself the pep talk, but at the same time, I have my other thoughts going on like, damn. And someone said that 23 was the worst year of their life. And I'm like, God, could they get any worse? Like (laughs) the older you get, the worse it gets. And you have bills to pay. That's like an addition. So not only am I stressed, but then I have to pay my bills. Um, But anyway, slowly I, I feel like I'm turning into a nun. And I wish, I wish that people, and this could be within love, this could be within life. I wish people could see the real me without pretext. Like I have to give myself pretext. And that's just me speaking candidly. Like I just wish I could show up and just be, and no one would question my existence. And I just am. And I have, like on the flip side, like, let's, like I didn't talk to a lot of shit, but there are some definitely things like I'm grateful for. I've definitely gained some new friendships. So I think that that's really cool. Um, and I met some really nice people and also like I have some friends like me and my which I'm going to talk about this book but me and uh, my high school best friend well actually two of my high school besties uh, we started a book club together and we're reading books and I have really enjoyed that experience it's kept me accountable to reading because now I'm back and reading and we just read this book called prison by any other name and that's a it should be really be a mandatory read and also any book that she mentions in there should be a mandatory read like the new Jim Crow push out by I think it's Monique Williams I might be wrong though um and so she just really talks about some good ass topics and yeah like that that book it was very inspirational not inspirational but it just hooked you up on game about how like big tech is like taking over um like how we are looking at the prison industrial complex and the and she calls it a prison nation which i think is really you know profound and how um basically these alternatives that politicians are mentioning as opposed to actually locking people up in jail cells are just as worse uh if not if not more because it's like how many more people can you surveil so i highly recommend you read that book we also i mean to sum up i think let me just sum up this segment we also read this book called recursion and shonda lance shonda lance about to turn it into um a uh tv show or movie whatever i think it's gonna be fucking bad because anyways i think everyone should read the book it was a quick easy read like i knocked it out in a couple days and i was like trying to to, i was trying to pace myself and not read ahead and i couldn't help myself it was so good but ultimately without giving anything away because like i said i'm not a spoiler ass bitch the premise of the story was that you know life can life has to be lived with pain like you have like what life is is you go through i'm not saying shit is right or this makes this sh- it's i'm not saying it's all right it's okay like vanessa i'm i'm not saying it's all right it's okay but you know ultimately pain happens in life and you just kind of have to move forward honestly and that fucking sucks cuz i don't know i'm i'm not here to play i always thought philosophy was interesting but i also thought it was really racist so i wish like we could really have some intersectional philosophical thinking i'm not really here to be the arbiter 
uh, the way that life should be lived and how we look at pain and how that affects certain people. That's not my ministry. But I am saying, like, yeah, shitty things happen, and sometimes you just have to move on. And, like, that's life. So I think it was a really good book, and it really did put perspective people's things perspective to me because I think I try to avoid a lot of pain and then sometimes you'll always have these um bitch I wish somebody was here so I could tell the word chasms chasms is not the word I'm looking for but you'll always have chasms in your relationships with other people you'll always have gone through something that made you have felt some type of way and it just is what it is and you just have to move forward and that's hard for me because I'll try to avoid pain which means even by putting myself through things avoiding conflict discussing things and Sometimes you just, sometimes it was just a moment, right? So, yeah, I, um, I've um i been really going through it. And I've, I've just been debating coming back to do the podcast. I'm like, does anybody really give a fuck what I have to say? Or, like, I want to make this serious. I'm like, but it didn't even go anywhere. Does it even matter? Like, you know, shit like that. Should I just become a cog in the wheel and scrap all my personal passionate pursuits? Like... <laughs> I mean, it's a little dramatic, but, (laughs) but you know what I mean? I just like, (sighs) I've been trying to figure out my life and people will say like, you'll never have this shit figured out. And I guess that's true. You know what though? I think, I don't know. I don't know what, I don't know what the fuck I was going to say either. I'm just at a place where I'm, I'm, I'm not confident in where I stand in life. I don't I don't know what is my purpose. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Because you know some bitches just have shit like they're kind of good at. I was never really that bitch. And I always wanted to be that bitch. That's when I was like kind of good at. Like, you know, a, a, like a hobby. Um, but, I mean, I guess like really all of my hobbies is just talking shit. <laughs> Which... I don't know. People think talking shit is bad. And I mean, it's one thing to say like, um, you're a dirty, nasty ass nigga or like tarnishing somebody's name or like lying. But it's another thing to clearly like just speak up and validate what the fuck somebody's saying or going through or just to say like, you're not the only one who's seen this. So maybe it's a talent. Like, come on, I'm not gonna sell myself short. So yeah, I mean, thank you for listening to that ramble. Just know I'm lost in the sauce, and I think I will always, I think I always will be because I think that that's life. But I'm feeling super lost in the sauce. Like I don't even know what flavor it is. I don't know what extra ingredients are in there. I, you can't taste me in the sauce. Like you don't know what the fuck's going on. So yeah, I mean, and I'm and I'm still single. Same old, same old. That probably will not fucking change. So I mean, it's the same old. It's the same reasons I always fall off, except. Yeah, now my career is out of whack because normally or my my life purpose or my direction is out of whack because typically like my life should be like or my work should be social life, eh, love life, eh, but at least my career be going right. But then now my career is kind of like blowing in the wind and I'm like, um, this can't be happening. I'm missing an, a pillar of what's keeping me sane. So fuck like, yeah. Thank you for listening to that. Anyways, before I switch over to my conversation with Dylan I did want to talk a little bit about euphoria and how it ended and I have to say 
I'm rooting for Zendaya and not because I think Euphoria is good. I'm rooting for her because I, like I, we, I said with Haley, I think that there's something there. And I think when she gets herself in the right role, not Dune, not none of that shit, she gets herself in the right role to prove that she, and not anything written by Sam Levinson, she can prove that she is the it girl, baby, she's the shit girl. Let me play it loud. Let me play it loud. Like, uh, 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 uh. like she could really prove that she's the it girl, baby, she's a shit girl. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, she could really get there, so I'm rooting for her. But I think Euphoria was like a hot ass mess just because it was so disconjointed. Uh, disconjointed. That I don't even think that's a fucking word. It was so disjointed. Bitch, I was doing so well with my vocabulary, and then I fucked it up with disconjointed. Well, it might be a word. It's not as disjointed, but it's a word at Urban Dictionary, so that's a word. And it means opposite of being conjoint. Period. Disconjointed. Thank you. So it's a word even if it is Ebonics. Um, but yeah, I thought I was, what I was really glad for, I don't, I mean, I don't really like to get into the minutia of the storylines, but I was really gra- glad that Maddie beat Cassie's ass because she fucking deserved it. But, um, yeah, I'm trying to sum up this season and I just lost all my words. I don't know. It's not good. Like, I think it's technically beautiful technically beautiful i just found out from a co-worker that the film that they shot it on i don't canon or kodak one of those people they had to open back up a factory to produce that film so that they could film euphoria i think it's beautifully done i think the fashions are fashioning i think the makeup is makeuping cassie's uh lace front was flawless like i could not clock that and i was looking for the lace so i think it's done beautifully but i think the writing is very awful and there's so many uh rue owes that lady ten thousand dollars like that's so weird like there's so many uh open storylines that are not making sense but i'm glad she's clean i really don't know did elliot tell rue that they fucked like i'm really trying to figure out like did she i feel like rue was too high at that point to figure it out when he she had bopped him in the forehead so i don't know um i think that sam levinson needs jesus um <laughs> And I, yeah, I don't know what to say about homie. I don't know necessarily if it was a good season, but I was entertained nonetheless. Like I can't say that every I wasn't I was not logging on to HBO Max every Sunday to watch. So yeah. Other than that, I have no other updates on my personal end, but I just want to say thank you for listening to me. I think that the way that I'm approaching this is through humor because typically like a bitch will be crying, but why? Like when you can laugh. And I saw something on TikTok, my last time referencing TikTok, that you have to be delusional in your confidence. And to a certain degree, that's correct. I have to be delusional in my confidence. So I'm going to show up here like I know what the fuck I'm talking about when I probably don't. And I probably sound like a dumb bitch, but it's okay because we move. And um, yeah, like this is my space. So, I mean, yeah, thank you for listening. And let's jump over to my conversation with Dylan. Um, I have a special guest today. His name is Dylan Kemp, and before you get started, Dylan, um, I just want to put this out. You're pro- you'll probably be the last uh, man on my podcast for a while. Uh, there's only been two, and I don't know if I want to have any more after. Not not personally okay. because of you, like you didn't do anything, but moving forward, um, yeah. So this will be our first, uh, or our second and last, Dylan Kemp. What's good, everybody? My name is Dylan Kemp. Um, a little introduction, I guess. 
Shit, what is it? I mean, I, oh yeah, I write for the source. He magazine. writes for the source, but he has I, so many yeah. fake Instagram accounts that are constantly if trying to steal write, his if identity. If you work for Instagram and, and you're listening to this, please help. Please help a nigga. No out. one works please. for Instagram. No, okay, well, no if, one if works for Instagram. This podcast reaches somebody who works for Instagram. <laughs> help a nigga out. I got like seven fake accounts. They all trying to uh, scam artists. What they're doing it is terrible. Reach. Like it's it's terrible. Okay. I didn't. This was not the platform to come here to get my shit off and discuss your <laughs> extreme trauma about your Instagram but accounts. We can solve. It's all good now. <laughs> um, but today, I invited Dylan to talk to me, talk with me about um, the two black cinematic universes that I thoroughly enjoy, but I hate. I have personal issues with the creators, and that would be Fifty Cent and Tyler Perry. They both have the power world and the medieval world, or universe, I guess. He never called it a universe, did he? Even though it is. It's to- he never did, but it totally is, because like, they span TV shows, plays. Right. Like, Mr. Brown was always going to be David Mann, like, he- and then he has his own TV show on TBS. It was- but it wasn't it weird that Cora played his daughter and all the, the stuff, but it was really her. That, I always that thought was they were like they were together. husband and wife, even in the movies. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, because no, they, they looked his daughter, the same and age. Mr. Brown they had mated with Medea. Like, <laughs> I think maybe that's what's I'm funny about it. <laughs> um, let's talk about Black Cinematic Empires. So I chose these two case studies, like I said, Tyler Perry and Fifty Cent, because um, they're both so problematic in their own right. But they have really built like a like in like seriously a Marvel Cinematic Universe type yeah. like world through all of their works. Mm-hmm. And I have participated in both. Like, for Tyler Perry, why did I get married? One and two. Daddy's Little Girls, Family Reunion, Medea Goes to Jail, Diary Black Woman. Those are some of my faves. And I have watched them recently. And still thought that it it holds up. No, nah, like, I was, um, I wasn't watching a Medea movie recently. No, I, I tell you, like I was, I was watching uh, How Did I Get Married 1. It's just, it, it's, just, it's, it, it's hilarious, but you definitely see where he writes uh, certain, he, like, whenever him, he himself is in the movie, he never gives himself a real flaw. As a, He never gives himself a real character flaw, but. Well, like, uh, I'm trying to think. Terry, Terry, Terry. Yeah, he did. Terry, um, he was a pediatrician. Oh, yeah, he thought that Kenya, the daughter wasn't his, so he got her DNA tested. That's a flaw. Yeah, but he he then he then his wife didn't the wife get her tubes tied without? Uh, yeah, okay, yeah, equal flaws, but the flaws nonetheless. They both did something to cause it. it. Yeah, that's bad too. It's but also getting your bad. kid <laughs> getting your kid DNA tested and you're married behind somebody's back that behind your spouse's back that's also bad as fuck. Okay, they so gave him, they gave him one flaw in like thirty movies. And then what happened in the second one? Well, Diane did cheat on him in the second one, but that's not the point. Anyways, okay. um, and he did have a crackhead wife and Diary of a Mad Black Woman. But we're we're not here to focus on Tyler Look, Perry's Ty- on Tyler screen. Perry, Tyler Perry hates a hates women and uh, bald niggas. He hates black women. He, let's he, he let's hates black women and bald niggas. Get closer to the problem, not just women. He hates bald niggas so bad he gave Shamar Moore wig. Come on. Was he? I don't think Shamar was bald though. Shamar Moore is bald. Now, but he wasn't bald back then. <laughs> Regardless. No, that's what I was talking about. That lace front was really bad. But it, Tyler Perry's just known for having really bad wigs. And what's crazy is you have a whole ass studio that like golfs like actual 
real studios and you're having bad wigs and like mm. fucked up props like but we're we're not talking about new tyler perry like that's own bet stuff that's out of the we're here to focus on his greats because his new shit is awful but tyler perry i want to talk a little bit about tyler perry how he got his start so he first got his start with his plays i think he wrote 13 plays which mm. if you're a real tyler perry stan you've seen the plays Diary of Mad Black not. Woman is my favorite, and Medea Goes to Jail. I have not seen the plays. You're missing out. It was like, growing up, that's kind of like the only black media like my family really had was like dumb shit like that. But mm-hmm. I think that also just goes to show like how he was really pioneering something because he somehow captivated the older black crowd. Oh, older black people love Tyler Perry. Like getting him out to hit, like he had black people in the theaters like going to see his plays. And I, I'm not really a big theater person, so I don't know the impact. But like around that time, but I can only imagine like he was really disruptive in terms of like theater because he was getting so many black people to the theater mm-hmm. and like doing tours across the U.S. And they were good. Yeah, I never, I, I never watch his plays, but not old black people do love his stuff. My grandma, no matter what the Todd Perry movie, it could be the worst Todd Perry movie ever. She gonna be captivated as hell in that in that, in that uh, theater. I think his worst movie was that one on Netflix with the old grandma. It's between. It's between. That, turned out. It's between that acrimony and the one with Journey Smollett. 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 Uh, temptation yeah i went to go see that in theaters so those are his it was scary because he was basically like if you cheat on your man you're gonna get hiv and he's gonna move on and have a family without you you're just gonna be sick as fuck because you have (laughs) hiv like that was the message that's terrible (laughs) that's horrible (laughs) that's ridiculous is that not the plot though that basically is right okay it, 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 it fucking is and so that was a disaster. I didn't watch Acrimony because I didn't want to do that to Taraji, nah, so I, I didn't watch it. I, I knew even I knew even like people who love Todd Perry, black women hated that movie. It was it was such a bad depiction. No, you know what's his worst it was movie? A bad depiction for colored girls. That's his worst movie. I saw it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's his worst movie. All right, we're back. What were you talking? What were you talking about? We're talking about uh, Todd Perry. And what were you saying? What was I saying? Somebody, I agreed with something. Well, basically, his whole audio crashed, and we had to start over. So we're coming through somewhere else now because this is the most tech problems I've ever had with a guest. Um, I'm sorry, but yeah. Anyways, uh, also one thing I want to point out too: Tyler Perry is also really good about like having black Hollywood royalty in his movies. Like he had mm-hmm. Maya Angelou. He has Cicely Tyson. He's had Gabrielle Union, Idris Elba, like bitches who were out doing stuff. Who else did he have? He had hella people. Would, would you have considered Taraji Hollywood royalty at the point she did? What's his name? Yes. Okay. But, not, but that was I can do that all by myself. That's before she oh, and Mary J. Blige is in that. Oh, yeah, that's right. Mary J. Blige was in that book. Who else was in there? Um, Shamar Moore, Criminal Minds. That's a, that's. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. Who else did he have in that movie? Oh, Jill Scott. Uh, right. Yeah, Jill Scott in the movie. Um, Janet Jackson. Oh, how can how we, we forget, forget that? Right, um, <laughs> Janet Jackson. Like he had bitches in his movies. No, nah, it's like it's like yeah, Hollywood royalty be one to mess with Tyler Perry, but I think Tyler Perry just in terms of writing needs to, he needs to do better by him sometimes. <sighs> I think. Let, okay, in terms of writing, like I think we're really attributing his writing to like his newer shit. 
his writing may not have necessarily been bad, but it was black people good. Like, it, was, it, was, it was a lot better. It used to be a lot better. Right, but if we're focusing in the universe before we get to BET and OWN, then he had hella black people in his shit, and it was good. Wait, like, he, he had other writers? Yeah, we're not talking about new Tyler Perry. No, I'm talking about old Tyler Perry. He used to have old, right. he, was, he probably he, did. Yeah, he, he had other writers besides himself. Maybe oh. you'd have to look it up because I remember he there was like a clip that came out a couple of years ago where he was like, Yeah, I just finished all these scripts and like, he no, finished like that's what I'm talking about. His like, we're not talking about his new stuff, <laughs> we're leaving his new stuff in the in where it's at. Okay, 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 okay. We're only focusing on like, what was his last good movie? We're focusing on everything pre Medea's Big Happy Family. Shit, that was like 2011. We're focusing on everything before that. Damn, that's a long time ago. <laughs> I know, but it gets Medea's Big Happy Family is not good. Tiana Taylor, he also had Tiana Taylor in his movie and Bow Wow, and they were both fucking annoying. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't like. And yeah, Maury. I don't like Tiana Taylor's uh, character in that movie. She was. She I was gonna say, wasn't she in Lottery? But she was not in Lottery. Was, Can we talk about Lottery? Was a good movie. Lottery Ticket. Yeah, that's a hood classic right there. That's a good movie. <laughs> I, saw, I saw that in. <laughs> and it had Leslie Jones. I saw that in theaters. That shit was Same. good. It was a good movie, but and it had Brandy T. Jack. Like, oof, nah, that's a good movie. Nah, but we're not talking about that. Nah. He he deserved he deserved some recognition for that performance. It was on the Brandy rooftop. T. Jackson. Yeah. Oh, when they were on the roof. <laughs> I can't eat. I can't sleep. Yeah. He, he but he blamed his career as dressing as a woman the reason why he didn't pop off. And I'm like, maybe you need to take some time inward to recognize the real reason you didn't pop off because it wasn't that you dressed in a dress. Martin Lawrence dressed, has been dressing as a woman for 30 years. And Big Mama was and he, funny. And, he was like, and he's like one of the biggest comedians ever. Big Mama's funny. Still to this day. I haven't watched him in a minute, so I, I might need a little refresher. But anyways, yeah. But okay, so we talked. To, oh, also, he's a real actor too, like Tyler Perry, because he was in Gone Girl. And he was good, and you have to admit, he was good in Gone Girl. He was a lawyer. He he wasn't Gone Girl. I haven't seen Gone Girl it, since I saw it the first time. I've only seen it once. That's one. That's one with Ben Affleck, right? Yeah, where, his where weird his ass runs away. Yeah, yeah. frames him. Frames him for yeah, her murder. Yeah, that, that shit was wild. That shit was wild. But he was a lawyer. He was really good in that, and he was also in Don't Look Up. And I, I, I thought Don't Look Up was funny, so I thought he was good in that. Yeah, I thought it was. It was. It was a cool movie. It was actually hilarious as fuck. It was. It was a critique on on everything that's going on right now. Right, and I'm sure people didn't just how see that. Us as humans are just like I'm not speak for yourself. Okay, I'm not saying personally. I know I would be a more informed person if the world was fucking ending, and I'd believe in science. But I can't speak for the other six, six billion nine hundred ninety whatever motherfuckers on this earth. Yeah, what a disaster! Um, but now we're gonna get into why we think, why we talked about all those things that we liked about Tyler Perry. We're gonna talk about why we don't really fuck with him. Well, I, well, I can only speak for myself. But I don't really fuck with him. And it's because like this Monique stuff has really been bothering me since she came out. When was her when was her Breakfast Club interview with Charlemagne the God? I want to say like twenty eighteen. Lenard. Twenty eighteen. Also, his show is not good on Comedy Central. It's not good. I don't. I don't watch him. I stopped. Look, I even stopped watching Breakfast Club because I just got tired of him. Like I'm not tired. He's I'm awful. Tired, I'm not tired of the talk about mental health, but it seems he uses that as um, a scapegoat. A scapegoat. A scapegoat for a lot of things. Okay, 2018. Yeah. I, you know, let me go by 2018. 20, 2018 was a wild year for media. 
Right. So, anyways, Monique came on the, the Breakfast Club, and at that time, I mean, Breakfast Club was on a slow end at that time. But before that, like, Breakfast Club was like really the the space, like, to talk about any pop culture issues, anything happening in the culture, like Black culture. Like Charlemagne the God had like Donkey of the Day. They even mm-hmm. had the Shoot Your Shot Monday or some dumb shit. Like <laughs> they had some good stuff going on, but really they're actually all bad interviewers. Like Envy's weird as fuck. She, Angela Yee is useless, and Charlemagne is like a provoker, and he's actually nasty as fuck. So it's really in modern day when you look at it, it's a hot mess. But back then it was like that's where you went to. Like they have some of the best memes where it's like mm-hmm. Soldier Boy Drake and. Um, Put some respect on my motherfucking name. Like, what else do they have? Uh, you know what I mean. They got that. When oh, Angela they, they Yee got, got, got called got, out for being a thought box to Gucci Mane. Like, they got Kodak where he was like, I think so, or I guess so. You, that one. Oh, they had, what's that Snoop Dogg meme? That was when he was The there. one where he was like, who? Was it that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's that shit. A lot of things have happened at Breakfast Club. Um, but... Monique went on to his show in 2008, on their, not his show, on their right, show in 2018 to kind of talk about um, her comedy special that will happen with Netflix because he told Monique it was, it was um, um, he, she shouldn't have boycott, she asked people to boycott Netflix and he said you need to stop doing that. And it's very similar to people asking Colin Kaepernick to boycott the NFL. Like it's just a large giant to boycott, so it's really hard. Um, but ultimately, they're asking people to make a sacrifice to move forward change. But basically, they wanted to give her $500,000 for her comedy special, and she wanted more than that. They, and I forget how much they had given Amy Schumer for hers. They had just given her hella money. They had just given Chris Rock hella money. And they said that they mm. couldn't give it. Charlamagne was like, oh, you probably didn't get it because of your resume. And then Monique started listing her resume. Like, Monique has an Oscar. Like, Monique is that bitch. Monique has hella shows. She's hella funny. Like, Come on now, wasn't she even wasn't she even on Queens of Comedy? I think so. Even if she right. wasn't, I'd be like, why the fuck wasn't Monique? Right, Queens exactly. Of Comedy? Okay, so Monique is really that bitch. So she started listening to her resume, and they were like, no. And they had also underpaid Wanda Sykes. Wanda Sykes yeah. is hilarious. Like, I think they gave so they Wanda just, Sykes five hundred grand too. Right, they were just low balling black women comedians, and she was like, I'm not having it. So. I'm going to put our bit, like, I'm going to tell people about what you're doing to me. And I hate how Pete and Charlamagne ch- chastised her for even saying anything. It's like, let the abuse keep happening in silence. Don't say anything because, like, others would resonate. And, like, he was just getting on her, being so awful to her. And then just, like, telling her, like, she doesn't deserve the money. And then she also talked about, like, being blackballed. In the same breath, she's also talking about being blackballed from the industry by Tyler Perry, and she's really been talking about that for a decade. Like, that's been her swan song, like, and that's what, because people will be saying she's difficult in the industry, so, like, she's been carrying that message through. Like, also, I'm not, I'm only getting $500,000, and it's because Tyler Perry stopped my bag, all over Precious. Mm-hmm. And so now she went on T.S. Madison's show, which, love T.S. Madison, and is saying, she's finally, like, saying her story again that she's been saying for 10 years, that she she did I don't know why I know so much but she did Precious and she only got paid like fifty thousand dollars something else and like two percent of the box it was an indie movie at that time. right and two percent of the box up. office and she was like okay that's fine that's what I'm paid for but then they wanted her to do the press tour for free and she's like I'm not doing the press tour for free I'll just stay at the crib and we can you know just like have the premiere everything she didn't want to do the press tour mm-hmm. so then Lee Daniels said that she was difficult to work with and kind of like put her name out there that she's bad to work with and blackballed her and Tyler Perry went on the bandwagon and then later she had a conversation with Tyler Perry and was like um 
you, like take that back and she recorded it like you take back what you said and he agreed that it wasn't true and he shouldn't have said it but he refused to go public and set the record straight and p- apparently kevin hart called and al sharpton called like how random and al sharpton called <laughs> tyler perry and was like take this back and he was like i don't want to talk about it basically so like he blackballed her and never like and was an aiding and abetting in that and oprah's involved too oprah knew too and she didn't do anything so they were aiding and abetting in her game blackball but never stepped to defend her that she's really not difficult and that's the moral story yeah i um no i, I saw the clips when i woke up i saw where oprah w- wanted her to wake up at like three o'clock in the morning to get on a private jet for a press no. tour um, and she was Monique wasn't having that, and then I didn't really. And under- they weren't paying her. She's like, if you would pay me, I would do it. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know. I I wasn't gathering that because I, I I remember uh, Tyler Perry saying that your next movie is gonna get five to eight mil if you if you get nominated for this Oscar. Oh, um, disaster! Like, it's not, and it's not even like it's even your own you people doing dirty. I didn't even know you get paid for press tours. It would make sense that you do though when you think about it. Oh. Like, you're just not going to do that shit for free. I guess you're right. I've never thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> I, when she said that, I was like, well, I would want to get paid for my time, too, if I have to go do this press tour. Especially if you're going to wake me up at 3 o'clock in the morning when I'm, like, right. sitting up with my family. Uh, yeah, so. But. Okay, I'm looking it up, and they said that it's putting your contract that so i guess that's a part of your pay but she, i don't think it was in her contract for her to do the press tour so she was like why would i do it if i'm not contractually obligated right and that's not a part of my pay and she already didn't get paid much right and she would only get her box office percentage unless until it went to the movie theaters and you got the the revenue mm-hmm. off of that so your box office percentage might mean nothing how much did especially if you're not paid up front your did, money so you, who knew if it was going to succeed how much did precious make at the box office I never saw it. it. Makes it just seems so sad. I never saw it in theaters, and I can only get past about half of it because I was like, "Yo, this movie is just depressing." Um, it got ninety-two on Rotten Tomatoes. It made sixty-three point six million. Five percent of that—that's what probably two percent. Oh, two percent. I thought she got five. Five percent. Oh, I saw two. I thought she got. Anyways, five. she gets a percentage of the box office. <laughs> But you don't know that until it goes to theater. Right. So, like, if you have the movie does does shit, then your percentage means nothing. Right. I mean, and she did win an Oscar. Don't get me wrong, but they should have paid her, or they should have put in her contract to pay her more to do the press tour. I'm agreeing with you. I don't. <laughs> you have to be verbal. I don't. No I one don't, can see you. I don't have. I don't have. Uh, I don't have any disagreements with that. No, I definitely. Look, Tyler Perry. They should have. They should have found some way to pay Monique for this, especially, especially because wasn't her was um Gabrielle yeah, Sidibe. Gabrielle Sidibe. Was, was she was she nominated for a for an Oscar for this movie? Uh, I don't fucking know. So if, if, I I don't follow the Oscars. I think it's a bunch of shit. Oh Is yeah, that bad? it was. She was. She was. But it, yeah, it was them two that were nominated. Yeah, if 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 me and the the leader nominated, I want money for the press tour. Right. I want money for the press tour. But they just told her to shut the fuck up and take what she can get, which it's really worse when oppression comes, just like that fresh and fit shit. It's worse when it comes from black people because it's like, what's your motive? Like, I know why someone would be, you know, um, do some like white supremacy, like a white person would do some white supremacy shit towards me. I know why. Mm -hmm. But why is it coming from people who look like me? 
what what I don't understand though is because Tyler Perry has a history of hating black women. Okay, not only hating black women, but also like I remember Taraji. I think when Taraji, I, I, either Taraji won an award or Tyler Perry won an award, and Taraji was up there talking and was like, "He finally paid me my worth." Um, Maybe because uh, he thinks Taraji's attractive, because it could be about desirability. It could. It could. Um, I don't know. I think he tried. He, he thought he was going to play the old. He, I think he was going to try to play the old bird. Like she wasn't going to do anything but keel over. And she was letting him know, I'm not having it. I don't know. I don't know what it is. We're. <laughs> Anyways, it's fuck Tyler Perry <laughs> for that. And honestly, like, yeah, while I like his stuff, I can really admit he hates black women. Like, he has a really deep hate for black women, and I don't know why. And I know he's had a rough upbringing, so, and I personally don't know who's hurt him, but I think it's really fucking weird. Like, some of his shit's, like, really, like, does black women so bad. What do you think is, like, his worst portrayal? For colored girls, because it's not even directly correlated to the, um... To the book? The book. Okay. I never read the book. Like, it does... I, I never read the book, so I didn't, I don't... It's, it's like a book of poetry, mm-hmm. low-key, but I think maybe he may have interpreted some of the stories from that poetry, but he did a bad job of interpretation. That and um, Big Happy Family was also so bad. Like That was Big Happy Family. How yeah. do you feel about Single, Single Moms Club? I don't think I saw that one. <laughs> I didn't see Single Moms Club. I went to the theater to see with my aunt and my mom. (laughs) (laughs) Both single mothers. Some Tyler Perry stuff I caught in theaters, and other Tyler Perry stuff I caught, like, on demand, or uh, if it was, like, on Netflix, and I was like, oh, shit, I ain't watched this yet, then I'd go ahead and watch it. Right. Um, No, I think the only Tyler Perry movies I haven't seen are that one. Um, uh, Oh, Temptation was bad, too. Temptation was pretty bad. (laughs) Acrimony was... Horrible. I I um, cannot. That's the one movie I have not seen. I cannot speak to that. Nah, you. Look. They filmed it in a, a week. They said or something. Some short it amount of time. Looks like they filmed it in a week or a day. I'm kidding. It, I don't know. How if long they it filmed that movie in film. three days, it, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised. I'd actually Let's believe see. it. No, <laughs> they said it in an interview. That oh movie was fucking horrible. Here it is. It was horrible. Five days. That's nothing to be proud it's of. It said five days beating the I'll fall from grace record. And a fall from grace was so bad. <laughs> a fall from grace. I'm like, nah, you're not. And he had, I'm like, why would you have Cicely Tyson in this? Doing that. Who was the one, who had the bad wigs in that movie? Uh, the, the woman who was dating the young man who had the grandmas in the attic. I forgot who played her. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, acrimony was oh, awful. Oh shit, oh, we forgot we forgot to men, uh, mention Felicia Rashad as the uh, black legends in uh, in Todd Perry movies. And, and she got a bad one too. She got a bad one. She could she really should have got a before twenty eleven. I honestly Perry thought da- a da- oh, Daddy's Little Girls had Chloe and Hallie too. Oh wow, I didn't I didn't I didn't see Daddy's Little Girls. They play er They just up was in that one, right? No, 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 no. They they weren't in that one. Oh, uh, hold on. They, they were in one of them. I remember that. I think they were in fighting. Not funny were, were, they, were they in good deeds? They were not in good deeds. What? That's with Andy Newton. <laughs> That's so awful. But Daddy's Little Girls was good. I did not see that one. With Idris Elva and Gabrielle Union and China McLean. Really? Wait, which one? The one with Idris Elba. Oh. Oh, Felicia Rashad, she was in good deeds, so she wasn't a 
Oh no, that tell me why I had. Oh, uh, she was a Meet the Browns. That's what it was. Chloe, Chloe Bailey's a Meet the Browns. That's oh, what okay. it was. Um, <laughs> oh, I forgot about Meet the Browns. Angela Bassett, Rick Fox. Yeah, we nah. Just take our black card now. We forgot all these. We forgot everybody. Everybody. Who but I've seen them all, so don't take my black. Okay, I'm yeah, all right. Like you can keep yours. Mine is on the fly. Cause you didn't see Meet the Browns. I didn't see Meet the Browns. It has Sofia Vergara. What? And she was also in uh, Video Goes to Jail. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that I, had. A, I remember that. I remember that. Who was the woman who plays Candy? Who plays she candy? was um. The one it had Antoine Fisher. I don't know his real name. You don't talk about. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Um, I really don't know his name. His real name, Antoine Fisher. Wasn't that the same guy that played Antoine Fisher? Wasn't he in um I Can Do Better? No, not 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 that one. No, Derek no, Luke. In, uh, Medea uh, goes to jail. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, okay, you're talking about that one. Okay. Yeah, but I just call him Antoine Fisher because I didn't know his real name, okay. Derek Luke. <laughs> <laughs> um. Um. And Antoine Fisher's good. I think Denzel is a. I I understand why old people be saying Denzel can really fucking act. Cause no, I really like can. I said, I just watched The Great Debaters and he was acting his ass off. Dude, it's funny because like they used to say, and I still think Keisha Knight pull him. I still because that's who she is. I still think Denzel should have won the uh won the Oscar for Malcolm X. But when I look um, and when I look back at Malcolm X, because he lost to he lost to. Not Robert, Al Pacino for a uh, scent of a woman. Al Pacino played a blind veteran who was like suicidal, and um, yeah, walk us back through the time, yeah. Please. And I, I I rewatched Malcolm X, and I was like, was it Denzel playing Malcolm X, or was it Denzel playing Malcolm X as Denzel? Because Denzel, Denzel has was Denzel playing Malcolm X as Denzel. Yeah, because Denzel has Clearly. that one acting style he'd be using for all his roles. He used that one. I think sometimes style. you gotta stick to what you know. He he used that. I haven't now. I haven't seen uh, Macbeth yet. I'm gonna watch it though because Macbeth I is don't, like. I'm not gonna watch that shit. It's, it's Macbeth is my favorite Shakespeare. I'm an English major, so I, I kind of like. Um, Shakespeare. <laughs> please tell me why you like. Shakespeare. Some Shakespeare stuff is cool. Don't even don't even. Because you're an English major. Bitch, I all I did was read Shakespeare, and I was kind of like. Some stuff. Some some no. Shakespeare is kind of cool. Some Shakespeare is kind of cool. Macbeth is cool. Romeo and Juliet is hugely over over. Uh, overrated i hate i hate that shit um king lear is cool um taming of the shrew is funny like when you really break down shakespeare is actually kind of it's interesting but that's that's not the podcast topic we're like literally yeah <laughs> nigga we're not talking about sh- <laughs> when you really like, talk about it it's interesting when you really uh, dig, dig into it we're not in english class but, clearly um and Keisha Knight Pullen played in the Cosby show. That's where she's from. Okay. All right. So, yeah. It's all star, all star, a star-studded cast, but Tyler Perry's really problematic. Um, nonetheless. So now we're going to move on to 50 Cent. I'm still mad talk. We gave Tyler Perry, Morehouse gave Tyler Perry an award. Why? We gave him an award. I, for, I okay. forgot for what, though. But I'm just like, Tyler Perry. But that, that's 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 not a here nor there. But all right, let's move on. <laughs> okay, to 50 cent. let's move on to Fifty Cent. They universities give out hello awards to people who super don't deserve them. I and think you, there's I, really not that many. Like if you think about the impact that Tyler Perry had, there really wasn't much for a certain amount of like a certain crowd of black people, like the church going black people, older black people. Right. And he he found his niche, and he capitalized and he built his own fucking studio. Now I'm not saying his niche is great, but 
he doesn't dance now he makes money i think i think we just looked at a list and was like all right we run out of black people to give stuff to because i think we gave oprah an award one year Um, but she deserves it yeah we gave oprah an award one year i think don't don't i don't want no morehouse nigga to to pull this up i morehouse people don't listen to like i'm telling you the crowd you have nothing to worry i'm definitely gonna send this to my boys and be like hey listen i was on a podcast (laughs) so (laughs) and i'm I'm gonna drop it in the group chat be like look i was on a podcast i want y'all to listen to this and if i was wrong don't get on my ass so don't you're purposely sitting up my male viewership Unwarranted. We, like, I'm, I'm built. I told you, I'm building up your male viewership for this episode, I like so that us men can be more informed. Oh, fucking gardeners oh, are here. Um. Anyways, we're talking about fifty cent. Is it fifty cent or fifty cent? I say Don't fifty. Know. I say fifty cent. Two two quarters. Um. But okay, I don't really want to get into the nitty gritty of his career, but we're just gonna get into some highlights and some of my favorite moments. So my favorite problematic moment. So for example, this one, the <laughs> Breakfast Club was popping. He got he posted a video asking because Floyd Mel. This is how it actually started. Charlamagne the God was being a total douche, and played a video of Floyd Mayweather doing his drops. The drops are like when different artists come on mm-hmm. and they just promote the radio station. But he kept having to do it over and over again. Because, look it up if you really want to look it up. He kept having to do it over and over again because he couldn't. I don't think he knows how to read. That's what I'm assuming based off, and that's what Charlamagne said. So they played it and made fun of him because he might be dyslexic. And <laughs> <laughs> so then 50 Cent heard that. And him and Floyd Mayweather used to be besties, but then they be, were starting to be. And 50 Cent heard that and put a video talking about, I'm going to make a challenge right now. Floyd Mayweather, if you can read, was it? It was a Harry Potter book. Yeah, it was, right? a, Harry, it was a Harry Potter it, it, book. It, it, he said, he, at first it was a Harry, if he was he like. Even a Dr. Seuss book, you, right? No, at first it was Harry Potter. He was like, I'll, I'll give you, I'll give how much ever money you want to favorite charitable organization if you read one book uh, page of a harry potter book and then <laughs> in the next video he was like since you pro- since your ass probably can't do that you just gotta read what page of a cat that had <laughs> of a right, dr seuss like, book oh my god <laughs> and he said he was gonna donate a million dollars to like some reading society or something like he was making it a challenge so basically made fun of him for like having a learning disability awful like we're laughing but it's actually really not, not funny when you think about it. It's like, it's mean as fuck. And then the other thing that he does that really irritates me, but I think it's kind of funny in the way that he responds, but it's really not funny, is he actively taunts his biological son online, like not claiming him. And But the crazy part is his son <laughs> looks just like him. Like, it's his literal twin. Like, you can't say that you're not the dad. Mm-hmm. So that's weird. And he's just an all-around online troll he, he can just be a piece of shit. He can be a piece of shit. Can be. I think he, he is. Like, someone hated him so bad they shot him nine times. Like, for someone to shoot you in, what's crazy is he survived. Like, I think I would be upset if I shot somebody nine times <laughs> and I was so angry and they somehow made it to still wreak havoc on other people. Like, he, someone was trying to end his life. Look, if nine bullets can't stop 50 Cent, nothing's going to stop him. Not That's the internet. <laughs> not, not the internet. Not uh, Floyd Mayweather. Not uh, yeah, like Fifty Cent is a literal psycho. Um, so great businessman. Great businessman. Fucking crazy. Towards the later half. Towards the later half. At the beginning half. No. Nigga uh, sold dope. You gotta be nigga sold dope and made <laughs> hella money off that. You gotta be a good, good businessman to stop, sell stop. crack. <laughs> we're not here to talk about the selling of drugs. It's not what we're here to talk about. But after he got shot, his label dropped him. Columbia dropped him. His other business deals left. But he caught the attention of Eminem, which, okay. 
Look, and look, we, 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 to Dr. we, we got to put some and respect Dr. on Dre Eminem. Signed him to we got to put some respect on Eminem. I'm, I'm actually don't even want to get into Eminem. Like, nah, he, he definitely, I, I he think definitely he's, does some shit. Okay, yeah, he's done a lot of things, but I think it's really weird to have white people in hip hop as a space. Like, it really is like a thin line. I'll give him. I'll give him. But the, he called. He made fun of black women, and he said the N word. What do you have to say about that? Did he he made fun of who? Mariah Carey. No. Yeah. Ooh, nah, Mariah he, Carey he, is not the black woman I'm talking about. I'm talking about actual black women. Who is not he, who's he Mariah Carey. He also was Mariah Carey did just I don't remember, but like he was talking shit about black women like in a really derogatory way, and then with Mariah Carey, she had obsessed because he was being a fucking weirdo. That's totally two separate things. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't know. He, I, all I heard was about the Mar- about the Mariah Carey incident. And he said the N word. What do you have to say about that? So you you, you don't want you you won't let you won't let Joe Rogan have a pass, I, but you can let Eminem I heard, have a pass. I heard I heard I heard I I heard a while back that Eminem had said it in the song once, but felt so bad about about it that he took it out the song. W- when did he say? When did he say nigga? Eminem saying the N word. When did he say nigga? Are you looking it up? Yeah, it's a YouTube video. I don't have. All right, we ain't got to do it right now, but I'll, I'll do my I'll right. do my research on. Uh, there's a song. What's Someone the said he has a hundred percent pass to me. I wouldn't say he has a hundred percent pass. I wouldn't say that. He forget people say is Eminem racist for. Forget that he grew up in a Detroit school. Forget that he went to a predominantly black school. Forget that he's ninety nine percent of Eminem's friends are black. Wow. Okay. Um, Who said that? I'm not look. I'm not going to say that nigga, nigga pass. <laughs> Someone said it on the the YouTube comments. I don't know. I think being a white person traversing in a in low key like Eminem has done some really shitty things, but I don't know. I think he gets more of a pass than say black artists would do. Like I don't think anyone really would attribute it to Eminem's character as much as if a black person did it. Mm-hmm. And it may not even be true. They would still attribute it to his character. I think there's certain privileges being white in a hip hop space and moving through that space. I don't know. Definitely. Like if you look at it, like. I know, like Drake be beating, be having streaming records. I was gonna say beating his meat. I was gonna say Dylan, not, that's so inappropriate. No, he, he be beating, I don't, I don't look. I, <laughs> I don't know why you brought that up. Oh, that's not what I was thinking. Um, but nah, like, like I know Drake be beating like uh, streaming records and stuff. But if you actually look at album sales, Eminem is the highest selling rapper of all time, and it's because he's white. Which that's kind of he weird. is because he's white. So he can, which I think is crazy, is because he's he's able to tra- traverse in both spaces. Right. Like he can be a white rapper in a black genre and right. captivate both black and white people. Um, but now back to back to fifty, back to fifty. Yeah, we don't we're not giving any props on this podcast. I literally spent a whole class hip hop of history going back and forth with a person on why Eminem is he should like he's problematic. Now lyrically, Eminem is tight. But bitch, I literally just listened to Mockingbird and had a grand old time. Or when I'm gone, just carry on. Don't more rejoice every time. And I think wait, did you good did, did you see where they was trying to cancel Eminem because of, um love the way you lie? Jesus. Well, he I think he has a problem rapping about how he was abusing Kim. I think yeah, there's some problems there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like talking about how he's really beating her ass. Like that's. Kim is, Kim is his daughter. Kim is his daughter, right? Or his ex-wife? No, Kim is his ex-wife. Oh, okay. His daughter is Haley Baby. Oh, no, Don't right, worry, that's your that's dad right, is that's crazy. Right. That's right. Then he made. So then he signed with Interscope with Dre. Then he made his commercial debut with Get Rich or Die Trying, with the lead single being "In the Club." 
which one, he performed one of the, one of the at the Super Bowl. Greatest album, hip hop albums of all time. It's pretty good. Then he started his own label, G Unit, mm-hmm. which is pretty good. Then he made a fortune after being an early investor in vitamin water, but Dylan told me, well, he did file for bankruptcy, but now Dylan said the real reason why he filed for bankruptcy. Yeah, he, um, now, so when he was beefing with Rick Ross, he had leaked a video of, um, the girl Rick Ross was seeing at the time, and he had leaked a sex tape of the girl Rick Ross was seeing at the time and some other dude, and she sued, she sued the fuck out of him. I think it was for like 30 mil, and then he filed for bankruptcy, saying that he was only worth like $4 million. <laughs> And this was in twenty. This was in like twenty fifteen. So this is by this time, power had already come out. That's some bullshit. That's some bullshit. <laughs> um, yeah. So they. So he, with that going on in the background, he really wanted to do a TV show. And he wanted to be like some hood type shit. Um, so he linked up with Courtney Kemp, A Kemp, which is not related to Dylan. No, um, no relation. I'm not related. And to she Kemp also ever. did The Good Wife, which. For real TV heads, the good wife is fucking good. So mm-hmm. he went to the right person. And they end up releasing Power in 2014. Um, and it just really captivated. It says it captivated black and Latinx people, but I can only really speak for black people. I can see how, oh, I mean, like, there was a lot of, there was a lot of Latin people in the show, but especially for black, for black people, because I caught, I'm not going to lie, I caught on to Power late. I didn't, I actually didn't watch Power until. Like, I'm not even going to talk to you. I do too. Like, end of 2019 2020 and then i binge watched six seasons in like two weeks uh i caught in i caught up in like uh my sophomore year in college like that's when oh, i yeah, got you, you got on earlier than me i just remember my dad would my dad would watch it and then i had gone over to a family function they had like the season finale the the after a uh, after a uh, reina got got capped um, just spoiler alert. Like, if you ain't seen Power, then then that that that's your. That's fault. not fair. That's your fault. Like, you haven't seen Game of Thrones, and I was very nice to not. I don't want to spoil anything because you should be able to have that experience. I've seen because my roommate and his girlfriend were watching Game of Thrones. We're watching the end of Game of Thrones, so I know how Game of Thrones ends. And my dad it's not talks even about not how it time. ends. Like, there are extra character turnoffs and shit and whatnot. So don't be spoiling so, that for people if they want. I'm gonna try to, to like, spoil is at the least amount of power for for y'all as possible. But ultimately, we're doing this to be nice. Watch Power. Season six was my favorite season. I can't lie. That's the last one, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, it was just such. A, it was like a murder mystery, and I wanted to know who did it. It was. It was kind of obvious. It was Tariq. Actually, I really didn't know. I thought until it got to that moment, like, cause I didn't realize. I didn't really. I mean, I knew Tariq didn't like his dad, but I think he hated his dad so much. He did. I. I'm still Team Ghost. All, all the way I'm through. I'm team goes. When he sent Tariq that letter in jail, I was like, that's what your that fucking ass get. That, was, that shit, that was top five television moments all the time. That, that shit I had been I was like, I can't floor. believe he said that. It would have been better had they actually had Omar Hardwick's voice saying that, saying that letter. Right. It was actually more funny with Tariq's voice because I can only imagine <laughs> Omari saying that shit and I was like, that's what, this like is, like, so the continuity is so good and we're talking about a moment that happens in Power 4, is it, Power three, no, uh, book two is because power four is Tommy. Yeah, four is four is Tommy. Three is Cannon. Two is a ghost. Okay, I see. So basically, he has all these different numbers, and then shady ass Councilman Tate's gonna get his own. Councilman Tate. Monet is dumb. Like, and he has okay. 
50 Cent is also someone who has like given black actors jobs. Like I remember the guy, the guy who plays Tariq's lawyer. I don't know his real name, but uh, yeah. remember people were making fun of him because he was working at New Seasons. He's like, I just need a job. Right. Or not New Seasons. He Trader Joe's. New Seasons is like the Portland version of Trader Joe's. Okay. Um, and he's like got him a job as a lawyer, so he has a reoccurring role. Like he has Mary J. Blige. Like he has hella. Like he gives black actors right. jobs, even unknown actors. Like I'm watching Raising King. I'm like. These people were all really good. Like I didn't even know that was Joey Badass playing. Um, oh, that is Joey Badass. I didn't even know that Meek. was Joey. Yeah, uh, play, that is Joey Badass. Band. And I think about it, and that's he true. looked familiar. Um, See how I caught it? I already know everybody's name. And he gave. You know, I just started yesterday. Isn't one of the guys off of um, um, Dear White People on Canaan too? Is that the same actor or not? No. Okay, I'm. I'm Are you talking about Reggie? Yeah, I think so. No, absolutely not. Um, um. <laughs> they, they both white skin. Um, but nah, what are we what are we, what are we going on with power? He gives he gives black actors jobs. He does. Who else did he give a job? Um, he gave Kendrick Lamar a job too. Method Man. Method Man. Oh, um, he is orchestrating Method Man's comeback as a fine older black man, and I am here for it. Method Man is single handedly holding up that entire series. I'm not quote that that show. I'm not gonna lie. No, it's not just him. Like dude, it's he, he, actually just good. Not single handedly, but he's doing a lot of the work. He's doing a lot of the work holding up that show. Method Man is shady as fuck. Like he's a, I would not want him to be my lawyer. They gave Red Man because Red Man plays Method Man's brother. Red Man, Red Man was another member of the Wu Tang. I see now. Um, so I guess he does get the he gets the girls jobs. Nah, he, he's gonna get some he's gonna get some black people some jobs. If you and the storyline is good. Like I get that. I think like how Tyler Perry is also kind of stereotypical in his shit. Yes, Fifty Cent is very stereotypical in his shit of like selling black people selling drugs, et cetera, et cetera. But it's also very real too. Like people know people like that. Mm -hmm. These stories need to be told. And I and I personally think. It's actually some of the best drama I've seen. Like, I think it deserves an Emmy. It's, it's, it's definitely, like, a, a soap opera. But it, des it deserves an Emmy. And also, the way that they're shooting Tommy's season is so high quality. You can definitely tell with, like, some of the power spinoffs, like, which ones they really put money into. I didn't think they – I think season two of, of Ghost, they definitely put more money into season two than they did season one. Season two, I think, is better than season one. That's a personal opinion. I think it's a lot better. Season one, I was still mad because I was like, yo, Tariq is over here bitching and moaning about, oh, my, my life is fucked up, this is that. I'm like, nigga, it, you killed your father. That's why it is. You <laughs> killed your father. Stop spoiling stuff. Come on. If you don't know that Tariq killed <laughs> Stop spoiling stuff. Now, like, that that's is bad. your fault. Look, we just going to do What I love about Tariq is he always going to be looking cute. Like, he's always going to have a nice fit on. He's always going to be looking nice. He's always ready to manipulate. Like, he's ready always. Tariq get on my fucking nerves. Tariq is smart, though, when you really think about it, though. Bro, he, like, he, he, he's really smart. Because he be finessing his way through life. And that's one thing. Like, because when Ghost sent that letter, I was like, Tariq is not going to let Go what Ghost say ring true. Like, if my dad left me a letter in jail talking about this is exactly where I thought you would be, little nigga, yeah, I'm figuring every way I can to get out. That's of here. terrible. When you think about it, that's terrible to think as a, as a, as a parent <laughs> that you're. But it's really not. If you would think about it though, he literally put a gun to Tariq's head. It was gonna threaten to blow his brains out, waking him up. Like, wake up, little nigga. <laughs> was the gun loaded? 
He kept, and he always would call him little nigga too. So I'm like, this is not healthy. Like this is not a healthy relationship. I definitely did call little nigga, but <laughs> but Tariq did get Raina killed. So no, nah, he like, did. He yeah, he got Raina killed. He killed his father. He um, but he don't. But at least he respects Tasha. But Tasha's crazy too. Oh, his mother. Uh, she he, killed Lakeisha. Come she on, killed that's Lakeisha. crazy. Like, come on, you kill a lot. Like, you kill, you kill Tommy's boo. Nah. And FYI, everybody who's watching this, Tommy is literally a psycho. Like, Tommy killed his own dad, which ghost manipulated. He killed his own girlfriend. Like, he will kill anybody who crosses him. Why did he kill his girlfriend again? I forgot. Because she was manipulating. Like, she stole Tasha's earrings, and he felt he couldn't trust her. And he just lost it. I thought she was like using his coke or something. I forgot. No, no. I forgot. It was I, she betrayed him in some way, and he snapped. He almost threw Tariq off the building, mm-hmm. but Tariq deserved it because Tariq was on some fuck shit. Nah, Tariq. Tariq. He came in and killed Proctor, and I was and yeah. He Swiss cheese disaster. Proctor. He and Tariq left the door open once again. Tariq is 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 directly uh associated with all these murders and he's asking why his own life why his life is fucked up it's because of you Tariq. It's, and he fighting for custody as a, a underage college student in canonical study you wait you said <laughs> <laughs> it kills me how they be talking about canonical studies i find it funny how a lot of, how a lot of the times they'll, they'll go into like these deep metaphysical conversations in the class they have yeah, they, they have need, real they have yeah they say real ass shit but it has nothing to do with the episode like it's not like they build off that from it does low key sometimes no sometimes they're, it does. Ta- they're sometimes talking about karma does. like do you think that you deserve what you've done and i'm, and I'm like yeah Tariq is gonna get that most sometimes karma. it does sometimes it does sometimes it's it's like really just in there and blatant like but yeah this episode is talking about karma and they're talking about karma in the in the classroom but other times it's just like okay this was just and they have light-skinned keisha too like and i love that light-skinned keisha's in it I was gonna say something about light skin Keisha, but I'm like, yeah. Well, I have no issue. I I know her name really sucks, but she's not light skin, which makes it. Funny. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. I was like, is light skin Keisha really light skin? Or no, she's brown. Because she's brown skin. She's definitely brown skin. I, I, but I like light skin. Like I like light skin Keisha in the show. Yeah, she has an interesting character. She's 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 definitely she's funny. And they had um, where is Paige from? That's her Paige. Her what, what other show was she from? Everybody hates Chris. Right, thank you. Shit. It was slipping my mind. And they ha- so he'd be really like I'm not, hiring black people. I'm not gonna spoil it. I'm not gonna spoil it, but don't I'm no one's even watching you have to watch Power first, then to get to Ghost, then to get to Raising Canaan, then get to uh, Tommy. Like you have a ways to go. I still think Raising Canaan is probably the best the best one out of these out of these spin offs. I just think that it's inconsistent only because with Canaan and Power I don't know. I just think we're missing something that really warped Kane into the person he is in power. Because in power, he's really evil. Oh, like, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna happen soon. It's gonna happen soon. Like he's super evil, and I'm like, oh my god. Like, but it's it's the same way with like Cal Jacobs and as his younger self and as his older self. I'm like, you need, like there has to be a little bit more. Like, I mean, I guess we'll get into it in season two. But I really want to see how him and Ghost like built their empire and what Ghost did to like. Send Kanan to jail. He he staged he didn't he like frame Kanan for something for like a murder or something. Yeah, but I want to see the process of them building up like their oh, organization. Okay, okay. Gotcha. like a true prequel. Gotcha. Nah. Just because like yeah, Fifty Cent. I like younger Fifty Cent and Kanan than real Fifty Cent because real Fifty Cent and he seems like a menace <laughs> in real life, and then you watch him. He's a menace in his, in his in TV power, shows. He's too. a fucking menace. <laughs> 
He basically like he's awful. He, he don't even have to get into character or nothing. He just no. He just, he he just, just goes shows from the trailer like that. to the set and just plays himself. He's just himself. Minus Twitter I, and Instagram. Right. I fully see that. I'm like he's so evil. But I love seeing Jukebox's backstory. Jukebox. Jukebox. She. She's a girl and she's a. Uh, she be singing right. That's um. Yes. Yeah. But, and she's the cop in Power. Kanan's cousin, remember when he oh, got burnt the fuck yeah, up, yeah, so he yeah. went to stay with her? Yeah, 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 yeah. Her. Yeah. I like seeing her backstory. She should have left that white girl alone, though. Yeah, she, yeah. It's, it's, you only get into dating. If you're in, if you're in what, the 80s, 90s, and you're dating outside the color lines, and you're gay, you're going to find yourself in some trouble. Right, and shoddy, shoddy, <laughs> shoddy over here. Fuck, I can't. I'm, I'm spoiled the fuck. She over here OD'd on awesome, awesome badge rugs that Kanan made. I haven't got that far. Oh, shit. I thought you were finished with it. No. Look, the moral of the story is if if you're watching a TV show and it's like, and you have a character messing messing with a, a white person, something's bad. Something and has, you know fine. that they shouldn't be together. Yeah, yeah. If if they're if they're in a romantic relationship, it's not gonna work out. Somebody's gonna die. Yeah. So, anyways, I think that um. Yeah, I think 50 Cent, Tyler Perry, both equally problematic in their own rights, definitely in their own rights. But um, I think that they have some really great cinematic universes. Like, they, they've they made some good stuff. Definitely, definitely. Um, I think, um, but I think um, Tyler Perry's a little bit more problematic. Like, both on screen and off screen. 50 Cent's really problematic off screen. No doubt. I mean, like, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't sit here and now, 50, 50 definitely has said some shit in the past, but I think he has a, he has a better track record for, uh, I don't, I don't want to say like standing on his morals or what, but like, if you look at Todd Perry and stuff, like it's, it's obvious like that he doesn't like black women. Oh, but no, it's 50 said don't like black women either. He said it. He said he only dates exotic women. Like, yeah, that, he that's said what some I was really saying. colorist like, the, the, the type shit, shit too. Like, past, like, nah, he's definitely said some shit. Like, even my mom was like, I don't want to start watching Power because of what 50 Cent be saying about women. Particularly black. Let's focus on okay, not black. just women. Well, right, when I say, when, when I say all women, lives matter. I, no, I'm not saying these, that. These issues. When I say women, I'm talking about black women. You need to fucking, uh... When I when get I, some, you need some specificity, I, English I, major. Okay, whatever. You use the language that you have learned to be specific and Look, say don't start, don't start uh, turning my major against me. I was an English major for four years. I'm not one anymore. Okay, but you spent four years with that shit. You need to be. Well, spe- we wrote essays. Specific. They didn't teach. They didn't teach. Okay, what did they teach? They didn't teach me. Uh, I take that. They did. Tell Do you me hear that Morehouse? They did tell me to be specific. They did a Morehouse education. He said that he didn't learn. I did learn much at Morehouse. Learn. I wrote English a lot. Major. He just wrote essays. I fucking wrote, I did write a lot of essays. Good ones too, but um, <laughs> bitches will always tell you to be specific, right? Yeah, now when I think about it, they did. Okay, so all right, so instead of just saying women, even though when I say women, I mean black women, instead of just saying women, I'm gonna say black women. Particularly, if we want to get have even more specificity, darker skinned black women. He has a complex. He has issues. I'm not. I'm. I'm not disagreeing with you. He that he he has said some. He says I don't know anything in particular, but I know he has said some stuff. He said it in an interview with Lil Wayne, and Lil Wayne then said the same thing. But I'm like, nigga, your dreads are falling off. Did, Get a did grip. you see that picture of Lil Wayne where he where there was like a paperclip holding two of his dreads together? Ew, no. <laughs> this is <laughs> so nasty. nasty. Um, That's so gross. Um, speaking on some of 
50 Cent's future projects. He will be doing a show about his rap feud with the game, which should be entertaining because the game is also gross. The game is. And then Snoop Dogg's 1993 murder case. That should be interesting. That should be interesting. Right. People are saying he's he's actually telling black stories. Like, and I guess he kind of is. He's telling he's telling good hip hop stories. I'll give him that. Right. Because there's there's definitely a, a more black stories that don't have that they don't deal about selling drugs and killing your dad. That's very true. And stuff. But he like you know what the one thing I appreciate about Fifty, he stays in his lane when it comes to the content. He stays in his lane. And Tyler Perry, he stays in his lane. He too. stays in the lane. The lane he's in. Can be on I would bullshit ne- sometimes. never drive in it, right? But the lane, the lane is pretty bad, pretty bumpy, has potholes and and like he said, it's Atlanta roads, un- unpaved. Yeah, fucking Atlanta, uh, <laughs> uh, West End roads got like nah, <laughs> the roads are horrible. But you know what? Sometimes you just drive down that road and maybe put on some good music and just don't even think that you're driving on this fucking unpaved road in the middle right. of the city. So, um. You know, it's funny because Tyler Perry is from Atlanta. Yeah, he is he. he his yeah, his studio's in Atlanta too. His studio's like twenty minutes from Morehouse, I think. Twenty minutes from the AUC. Okay. Are you you've maxed out your Morehouse? Okay, I'm gonna start start saying AUC. Like you've maxed it out because I'm like I, I'm sick of hearing Morehouse that you didn't say ne- it multiple next time times today. Next time you have me on your podcast, I'm gonna have a Morehouse sweatshirt on. <laughs> you won't be no next time. Didn't you hear? You're the second and the last. I thought I was the last, meaning I would still be on the podcast. I'd just be no, the you're the last, like have. last, first and last appearance. Damn, I you're not you gonna have me. You're like, not gonna have me back on. I don't. I honestly don't know if I'm because I, this is a good conversation for the audience. I I need to get very specific specificity about my audience. Okay. And I really want to platform Black women and Black women's stories. Mm-hmm. I think like if there's a subject matter that let's say. Um, I want to discuss with a black man or something, I would invite them on. Mm-hmm. But I really think I really want to platform the viewpoints of black women because we don't even get those platforms. Like, if you think about it, like a lot of black men, I'm not saying all black men are like these people, but you have fresh and fit, okay? Like, y'all got podcasts, y'all got platforms. Let's give some of the platforms to the black women. Them niggas, uh, if, if, I didn't if, say you agree okay. with them, but yeah, I'm saying yeah. y'all niggas got some platforms. Some niggas don't need platforms. Let's start. Let's start though. Them, <laughs> I didn't say they didn't yeah, need they, it. They I said they have. They, they have their. Nah, platforms. there's some niggas who just don't need platforms. Them, 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 one of the niggas right there. I mean, I am for deplatforming, but you have everybody has their lane, right? Like we said, everybody has their lane, and I'm just trying to, I'm trying to pave my lane, create my boundaries for my lane, so I can drive in it. And I, I just don't that. know if that's that. congruent. I understand that. With having a lot of black men on my podcast, especially when the whole point of my podcast is about blackness and intersectionality with pop culture and you don't really have an intersection. Yeah, I don't. My, <laughs> my intersection is lost in the crunch all right now. Um, you don't really have, you just have a one, you have a one through road, you know, yeah, like, yeah. right. I, so I, you, you I, get I what I'm saying? That. Like there's. Right. At least you fucking know. Like, I'll be having to explain interdex- intersectionality to bitches, and I'm like, this is basics. Yeah, I've 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 learned. I've learned. There's there's, <laughs> but no, nah, I mean like like no, nah, I definitely I definitely understand what you're saying. I definitely understand what you're saying. I wish just like um, I wish more black men would inform themselves. 
or you know maybe the form I should do is like the no jumper fresh and fit shit where I basically just pull a fucking Myron and sit through all my list of things that men do and then sit there and have a man try to defend himself to me all while telling him he's fucking wrong or a no jumper type podcast where I invite a dumb like a a man horror on my TV show and interview him about all the bodies he's caught and make fun of him that would also be entertaining that's very entertaining like um I can't believe men do that you know I can't can't vouch for them niggas i just i just can't yeah so like like this might be dylan's lap like i said i'm airing on the cost on the side of this is his first and last appearance the, i would never never say never as justin bieber and jaden smith said but who knows look if you want if you want a black man that's willing to learn and <laughs> and expand his boundaries i guess is what you can call it just learn learn i'm always open to learning i'm always open to learning then then hit me up again um but yeah sorry it has to be like that but i have to really start defining my audience and some of my like actually let's look at my spotify anyways uh thank you so much for coming dylan thank you for having me i enjoyed this this was a good way to start my day soapbox for one episode you said what I said your little mini soapbox for one episode. Yeah, you, we'll let we'll let the people decide. If they say they want me back, no. then I'll be people, back. People, people, listen, listen, listen. Come on, listen, Linda, listen, Linda. <laughs> At the end of the day, I make the executive decision, and I respect that and understand that. Right. Period. So even if the guests didn't want you to come back, FYI, listeners, listen. I mean, I. I pit public when I put it. She said, out. "I am the captain now." That's what she's saying. That's what right, she said. I am and the captain now. To be honest, this is really come for me. Why do they be coming for you? Because this is a good podcast. That's why bitches be coming for me. Like they come to see me. Oh, I thought you meant they be coming at you. Like they be coming no. for your head type shit. No, oh. they come for me. Oh. They come to see. No, you. I mean like yeah, they you the host. You the host. You the host. I mean, and you used to do without without guests. So I'm about to go back to being no guest. I'm sick of guests. Like I'm tired. Okay. All right. Because when I just it's just me, I can do what I want to do. Hop on, rant for thirty minutes. They were entertaining too. I was listening. Yeah, but it's kind of hard talking to yourself. Like you kind of feel like a crazy person. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I have one more guest, and that's it. Then I'm done. Sounds good. It was good having me on. Thank you. I think we had a pretty pretty enlightening discussion. Funny, definitely. Yeah, it, I don't know. I don't necessarily know if it was enlightening, because probably bitches like at least the people I know, they probably few people know what the fuck I'm talking about. Both when it comes to Tyler Perry, but and when it comes to Fifty Cent. Oh shit! Who don't watch Power or 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 Tyler Perry? A lot of bitches don't watch Power, and a lot of bitches don't engage with Tyler Perry. Mm. Believe it or not. I probably met more people that don't watch Power than than people that don't watch Tyler Perry. But I be putting people on to power. I be putting people on, definitely. I don't know very many, like, well, I guess you're a fake Tyler Perry fan because you didn't even watch the play, so. Yeah, yeah, don't 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 call me a day one. Now, power is different. Power is different, but yeah. But I, I'm heavily invested in power. You caught on to power late, too. I'm, I caught on late, but, like, look, I, like, would come home from class and, and watch an entire season in one day, like. That if that don't show you dedication, what will? Come on. 
if that don't show you dedication. But it's really not just about watching it every week or binging it. It's about watching it every week because when you're on a weekly, when you're weekly watching it, you have time to engage, think, mull over, rewatch the episode, get acquainted for the next time. So you knew to this. I grew to this. I'm true to this. Okay. All right. I can definitely rewatch it. I watch it on Hulu, <laughs> but um, and the Stars app. But that's neither here nor there. The only reason I subscribe to Stars is to watch Power. And that's solely why they get Monday, Monday Night and Now they they got some good. Well, I mean, like I, I like I like Spider Man shit. So they had Spider Man on there too. I was watching that. The mo- I'm talking about TV shows now. Uh, they have Power. They have P Valley. That's what I said. They have P Valley. P Valley's not back though. P Valley, no. So did you down so, in the valley where the girls get naked? Nah. So I found out why just, they've taken that long of a break. The, hmm. I just quoted the intro, and you didn't even finish. Oh my bad. Down in the valley where the girls get naked. Oh, I forgot I forgot the rest of it. Damn. Oh. <laughs> I forgot the rest of the, of the the intro. Yeah, power. The lady who's making P Valley is getting sued. Yeah. For stealing the story. Yeah. Because actually, I think they're really behind because of the pandemic. Yeah, I mean, like everything was behind because of the pandemic. They ju- that lady just filed that lawsuit like a month ago. Really? Not that long ago. Oh shit, we're not gonna get another season for like two years. Damn near. They already they already announced the. The date that's coming, season two's almost done. They did like a little promo. Oh, when is it? When is it coming out? Let's see. Do you watch Snowfall? They had Uncle Clifford. Do you watch Snowfall? No. Oh, no September fourth. You gotta get on Snowfall. You gotta get on Snowfall. If you thought September fourth, twenty twenty two, is when Powers or P Valley's coming out. Damn, I gotta wait seven more it's months. It's really not that long. It's coming out this year. Seven more months though. Come on. Am I chip? Am I crooked letter, crooked letter, I, crooked letter, crooked letter, I, hump, back, hump, I, hump, I, I, Mississippi pride. You know where that's from? Yeah. Yeah. P-Valley is so good. If anybody's supposed to watch a show about strippers, P-Valley. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't know. And they be stripping. I don't, yeah, they they be, they got them down south stripping. That They be, they be going up on the poles. I've never been to a strip club down south, but I could just imagine. So then how would you know? I could just imagine. Cause I would have heard, I've heard, like I heard, I heard, um, what's that one in like Magic City? I heard Magic City is like that. They be climbing the top pole, dropping. Yeah, and I mean, not to put Denver person out there, but he does like a strip club. I have not been in two months. <laughs> haven't been. Yeah, I have not been to the Booty Club. Yeah, but since strip my clubs are expensive. Like it's not a little fun free activity. Oh no, definitely. Like it's gonna cost money to get in. Then you have to take money out to throw. And if they got VIP and you see a stripper there, yeah. Sounds like that's a personal. <laughs> I look when I went to VIP, I wasn't the only motherfucker back there either. So wouldn't know about yeah. it. I've only been to a strip club once, and I don't think I'll be returning. I thought you had fun, but I lost three hundred dollars. So how fun was that when you, you think about it? You put three hundred dollars on something. I lost three hundred dollars. It's like gambling. You, you put when you're drunk and you're not making sound decisions. Not like, gambling. You can get a return. Cause I've definitely made some money Maybe. gambling. I've definitely made some money gambling, but throwing money at strip club. I I look at it as I just did. I just put Don't something. I just paid a bill. I just paid a bill. That's what I think of it as. I just paid a bill, or I might have paid half half a rent. That's that's what I think about it as. Okay, I have to go because I have to, have to sell something to somebody. Okay. Okay. Anyways, thanks, Dylan. Thank you for having me. Bye. All right.